When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Eric's Family Barbecue has arrived and is simply the best barbecue in Arizona. Come satisfy your taste buds with meats that are smoked over mesquite wooden sides that are made with fresh ingredients and tons of love. They have the best, juiciest brisket, pulled pork, rib sausage, turkey, or everyone's favorite, the Pitmaster sampler that includes all the meat and four sides. Mac and cheese, potato salad, coleslaw, corner beans, yum. And for dessert, try some creamy banana pudding. Amazing. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, Repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Dine in or take it to go. Go to Eric's family, BBQ.com for more info. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to the morning sickness. It is 545. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. There's Brett Vesley. There's Big Dick Toledo. Now just calm down. Sure, sure. Chunks of the sky have come out. And they have hit the ground. But I I take you back in my little mental time machine. Travel with me, won't you? It's February. I tell you, on July 15th, the Suns will be in a best of three series for the championship and have two games at home. Will you take that? Would you say all day long? Oh, yeah. That's where we are. It's okay. City of crazy. My, all my emails are like, you changed it yesterday. You said the Bucks would win. I said, as a gambling man, I would bet Bucks. My heart was hoping the Suns would pull this thing off for sure as a fan. But as a smart person, as Ace Rothstein up there in Vegas making the lines, you look at that and you go, home crowd, Bucks are a good team. I say they're up by four. My prediction was 111-107. Pretty close. Not Ace Rothstein. That's why I missed by two. <laughs> But it's okay. Best of three series. That's where we sit. Best of three series with two home games. If I'd have told you that in February and said, will you take that? <clears throat> if I can present that to you, would you take No way. I want to sweep. I want a five. No, you would say, absolutely. We're going into a championship, two games at home, and three games? We got to do this. Yep. You would take it. And I get this mentality from being a Cub fan for so long. <laughs> when the Cubs, the Cubs were down, uh, what was it? It was a 3-1 against the Indians, and I went to the game when uh, they got shelled. I'm at that stupid game. Yeah. I traveled all the way back to Chicago to watch my Cubs get killed and go down uh, in this thing. Uh, and I was like, we're in trouble. This is bad. And my friend said, if I told you that we had two home games and a 
Three games left, and this is the picture. We had Hendricks, Lester, and Arietta rolling out. Would you take it? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, that's where we have to sit. That's what we're sitting in. Suns fans are losing it. And it's not my fault, by the way, you jinxy, gypsy weirdos. I just said what I thought was going to happen, and it happened. I'm sorry. Brady said the same thing. He's a gypsy, too. Jinxy, yeah, gypsy. By, uh, you know, from last night's results, there's a chance. Oh, it was a good game. Was a, it, so, it, rather know. than a blowout. Yeah. You're saying if you could steal one, they almost did. Jeremy and I were talking about it on the phone because he's also a Cub fan. You understand. We both said this is these people don't understand droughts. You guys, I know it's been 50-plus. You don't get a drought. You don't understand a drought. White Sox fans to a certain degree oh, yeah. until 2005. Yep. Droughts are 50 years are, are pretty decent, but it's okay. Take this. Take this best of three with two games at home. This is a good thing. So, Who drugged Chris Paul? He, he looked terrible. Something. I he think he's off. injured. His yeah. right, even when he wasn't turning it over, he couldn't dribble with his right yeah. hand. Like something was going Lower on. Nerve. And yeah. it was uh, when his shoulder hurt against the Lakers. He had the same problem. His. I was talking to Kevin Ray about it and texting. I'm like, like it was almost misfiring. I'm like, is he hurt? He's had torn tendons in his hands the whole series, the whole playoffs, and it started to look like something was wrong because they were playing better with campaign at the point because they were. But 17 turnovers. Look, the Suns didn't lose that game. Because Chris Paul had a bad night, and he did. No. They lost it because they were throwing it all over the floor. Uh, they 17 turnovers against a team like that at their house. You're not winning that game. Most and you're of the still, time. And you almost did. Tight. They almost stole it. Yep. Uh, throwing the ball all over the court. So they just have to shore it up. What, what we haven't seen, really, uh, other than game one, I think, is a game where the whole team played. You, Jay need, Crowder, uh, you Jay, need Booker and um, Paul. And Paul For sure. together. They both need if to be they, together. Ayton, Crowder. Uh, last night, Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges has been a ghost in this series so far outside of one game, and I mean some good defense. They play, they play but yeah. that's the th- you you need the the bench guys to show up, do their job, and they did last night. I mean, the seventeen turnovers sucked, but uh, you know you're missing a couple of guys. Cam Johnson's playing out of his head. That guy's a a steal. But yeah, it was a good game. And once they get and Booker getting in foul trouble didn't help, and no Suns fans, the referees did not. Because think about it, what. What the Bucks fans were saying when the Suns won. When will we get any calls? It's the exact same thing every losing team says. You know, that was, that was the whole thing online last night. Of course, everybody, all the Suns fans, it was it was bad officiating. No. I, the worst game ever called. I'm like, no. it really wasn't. I mean, there, was, there was some misses. I I'll mean, absolutely. This. Devin Booker fouled out of that game three oh, times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we can cry and whine about calls all night long, but to put your real talk sports hat on. Devin Booker fouled out of that game. I didn't see anything. A lot. The refs <laughs> well, looking yeah. the other way yeah, on he, that. You know, he sat for five minutes, and Dave, boy, he had a couple. I'm like, he's done, and they let it go. And I'm like, well, they're letting him play, which is great. Yeah, he had eight fouls on him. He, he, had, at least, <laughs> yeah, he had at least eight fouls, especially in the last five minutes when he came back with five. One, I think he was trying to foul just to make sure. He's like, i got to sacrifice myself for this one. He can't let this ball Turn over. And he just he got the ball. I'm like, oh, my God. They let him have that. So officiating always feels bad when you lose it's all you never sit and say that game was so poorly officiated you know the one we won no nobody ever says that so best of three two at home don't worry about it and it's for all the good bucks it was you know middleton was the he's outstanding yeah. and he, and chris middleton is good and so he's had that's his game he's as good as devin booker when he wants to be he's just not that dynamic so this is a fun, it's a fun series i guess that's I mean, it would be more fun everybody wants a blowout Everybody wants, you know, four or five game series. Nobody wants your team to struggle. Who can get it on the road? But yeah, yeah. first one. Well, Suns to. don't have to. Yep. That's the best part of home court. You don't have to get one on the road. Yeah. You lose them all on the road. So what? You got four at home. Take care of your home. We're at that point now. Take care of the home court advantage. 
If you lose in Milwaukee, so be it. Make sure you don't lose here. That's it. Don't let them steal one because the Suns almost stole one last night because they were playing average to poor basketball with one guy going nuts and uh, still had the lead with you know short period of time left. Booker, Booker going out when he did was trouble because he was just pouring it in at oh, that yeah. point. When he got to Couldn't miss. 38 points, I'm like, this guy can't miss, and he picks up his fifth foul. You're like, ah, he's got to sit for till at least four minutes, and Monty brought him in at five, but it was good. It's a good game. And I'm getting a little tired of everybody saying uh, about this Mike Budenholzer coach. For the uh, for the uh, Bucks, he's from Holbrook, you know, Holbrook, Arizona, and they're like Arizona wins either way. Don't start that nonsense <laughs> talk now. Come on, stop it. Well, you know, I got a winner in Holbrook. He was almost the Suns' coach, but they hired that uh, Igor cartoon character from Russia for a couple of years. Remember that? Oh yeah. They were going to hire Bud was the front runner. That was an arrangement. It had to be because something was going on with an owner, like a silent owner of like, look, I give you a lot of money, Mr. Sova, you hire my guy. We have to hire Igor. Basketball coaches named Igor, few and far between, you're like, man, that's a good hire. I don't know if he's still around or what, but this is the guy. But yeah, Bud was, he's from Holbrook. So either way, Arizona gets the championship. Shut up. I don't even know where Holbrook is half the time. I got to look it up. It's up on the. I'm sure he'll say, north, after, right? you know, every game is like, you know, it's just tough beating this team from Arizona for, oh. since I've grown up there. And at least – I hate that. I hate when people say, at least an Arizona guy got it. No, come on. No, you don't like everybody here. There's, the people who always say that civic pride thing, I see you on the freeways flipping other Arizonans off or at the Circle K going, move, dickhead. Like everybody hates it. Like if we were all in it together, silly. It is funny how sports unites though. Because they're, again, now basketball, everybody's wearing their sun shirts out and all this stuff, and people you would never even associate with. You're like, what's up, man? Go Suns. Yeah. Like your best friends. It's tribal. It's, uh, we could get rid of racism completely and start tribalism through sports because it, it doesn't matter what color you are or anything else. You wear the same gang member colors as me. If I'm in Suns gear and Jeremy's in Suns gear and then three Crips walk by in Suns gear. We're all like, what's up, boys? How you doing? Yes, Suns, we're going to do this. I'm like, oh, God. Steelers, I saw that at Total Wine. One time I was in there, we were playing the Chargers, and a guy in a Chargers jersey walked by me. He looked like a decent human being. Yeah, go get him, buddy. And we're looking at each other like, I'll kill you today. I'll kill you dead in this Total Wine. Brady knows that with the OH stuff. I mean, Unbelievable. Anybody. And then they, those people burn their couches down. If they win a game, they, they end up destroying half the state. Still blows me I away. see a Steelers fan, uh, you know, with a gun up against somebody's head, and I'm like, go Steelers! Like, we're friends. I don't care what you're doing with your... You're cool. You're tight. This what did this person do to you, Steelers fan? Why are you going to shoot him? You need Clearly help. Clearly their fault. Yeah. You want me to punch him? You want me to, want me to soften him up in the middle? Uh, I do have to say this, because as a... Uh, I hate the industry of radio, as an industry. I, I don't like... I think all of us are the same. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, everybody doesn't yeah. like the word hate, but yeah. it's a pretty garbage a little harsh. Industry. Well... Dislike? I don't know where to put okay. it. I don't, know where to, I don't yeah. want to plug you in. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of nastiness and weirdness. And it's not mean. It's just smarmy. It's a smarmy business. And I think most are. And when you're in it as long as we've been doing this, and again, this 20 years now, and this station, and a few more at another. Uh, and Brett, you've seen the, the ugliest side of everything. Oh, yeah. And Jeremy is in, currently mired in the worst parts, which is promotions. <laughs> uh, I am still deep at heart kind of a radio knob. I grew up listening to it a lot because my dad loved it. Like, my dad was a WLS guy uh, in Chicago. He listened to Larry Lujak, and that's kind of where I discovered my 
desire to maybe want to do this yeah. was watching my dad laugh so hard in that kick-ass K5 blazer he should have kept at Larry Lujak and uh, little Tommy doing animal stories. That was his thing. And I'll never forget, like, this is the happiest I've ever seen this guy. So radio had this little moment. for I felt it again for the first time in years last night because uh, I had to go to – uh, we had to go to a going away party for yeah. one of our sales ladies over at Mavericks last night. Here's the problem with that. And I'll get this all ties back together. Just follow along. Uh, we have a lady, a sales lady uh, named Susan. She's in charge of like, she's like second in command here, right? Yep. She's, she's awesome. Uh, but she put together this going away party on a sun, like on a day where the Suns are in the finals game. And so, and she, I, I think the world of her. So about 5.15, this party starts wrapping up. Everybody goes. And I'm, I'm very close with Lisa, the lady who's leaving, and I gave her a little chat, and we started talking. Went over to talk to Susan. It's the Mutual Admiration Club. We're all talking about, like, ah, it's great working with you. What a great relationship. I love them. They love me. It's just awesome. We're having a nice chat. I keep looking at my phone. It's 5.36. Still nice working with you. Everybody's happy. I really like working with you. This is great. Layla, you're amazing. Okay, it's 5.42. Gosh, I love working with you guys. you got to stop talking to me now. Got to hit the door, and it's just so nice, so nice. I leave the Mavericks because when a woman is in charge of stuff, they forget that sports are involved, and then you have to play the game. And I wanted to, I wanted to push both Layla and Susan for being so nice to me. After a certain point at five fifty eight, it's like I've got to go. So I get in the car. Game starts at six ten. Five fifty eight, I hop in. I have not listened to Al McCoy for, but like it, for a long time. I've, I've popped Just them highlights. on. Popped them on a little bit here and there. Uh, friends with Kevin Ray, the TV guy. We've talked about Al. I've always known Al as kind of a poor man's Chick Hearn for the Lakers, but still legendary. <clears throat> Longest tenured uh, broadcaster in at the NBA. And I got the privilege of listening to Al call this game last night for about 25 minutes. And it woke up that beast in me that loves this job. There is no more power. Sometimes I take for granted how much fun this is. And then when I was listening to that, and he brought me to that game, and it was And you put silk. the age in fa- He's 90. He's 87 years amazing. old. amazing. And he's a little slower than he used to be when he did the games on Channel 45 with Cotton Fitzsimmons, and he's a little older, and you can hear it. But man, oh man, did he create some magic for somebody like me who is, has been you know looking down on this industry for such a long time because of the business side, you see. And when it takes you out and it makes you a fan of radio again, man, we have got a gem in this town. That guy is, if there's no statue of him outside of that arena soon, he, get, he has to get it before he dies. Because I think what's going to happen is Al's going to retire and then it won't be long. I thought that with Vince Scully, too. I may be yeah. wrong. But, I mean, give him every honor he deserves. The Ring of Honor is nice. But Al McCoy is the only mainstay from day one. And at 87 last night, I drove, I sped home to watch this game. And by the time I got to my driveway, I sat in it and listened to him. Rather than going and, and visually watch this, he painted the picture. It was gorgeous. And I don't know if this gets back to him at all. I've met Al McCoy once. I don't care. I was a fan of not only him, but the power of this and broadcasting and all that. It was, it, it's, it's, when it's done that well, it's beautiful. And it was awesome. And I don't know if you guys have listened to him on the radio. Not, not in a while. It, it's, no. Two of the, uh, it's in the first series, so good. a couple of times, both in the car. Yeah. And I felt, I mean, similar. It's like, God, the guy does not miss. A, it's just. He's just. And he's older. Look, he's older. I, I always. And the Shazams and the catches. Yeah. And Shazam and all that stuff is silly. It's still. It, but that's. It, and he's a, he's, he's a homer. Yeah. He's a homer who doesn't play homer. Chick Hearn was a homer for the Lakers. And Chick Hearn is like the gold standard of basketball broadcasting. And you remember him from Fletch. Oh, yeah. 6'4", six, 6'9", six, with the afro. Chick Hearn was 
just Al McCoy has always been sort of stepped down from from Chick Hearn's brilliance. But I think it was more because he got so many great games to call. Chick Hearn spent his entire career calling Showtime Lakers games. Uh, you know, he, he Jerry West and the you know that entire Chamberlain. I mean, Chick Hearn had a little bit more Play-Doh to work with. Al McCoy has been through the ringer and back again in fifty plus years, and this is his third finals. I, I honestly, I, I it sounds really cheesy. It was a privilege to listen to that because I I'd forgotten how good basketball broadcast on the radio can be. Baseball's the same way when it's done right, and there aren't many of those guys doing it right anymore either. I mean, you've got that awful Len Casper for the White Sox. and I, He's on the radio. I don't oh, listen to that. Uh, I, yeah, the, only <laughs> thing, the only thing that would be on my radio if Len Casper was on it is a hammer. <laughs> I'd be bashing it in going, where's the TV? I'm going to watch this game. But, yeah, Al McCoy, he if I had some play champagne. He was the play-by-play, and the night that I was listening was that one, uh, Tim Kempton was adamant about the officiating. And Al kind of brought him back into them like, well. Yeah. Shut the f- up, Tim. <laughs> it was good. I mean, more or less, yeah. was kind of yeah. doing that end. He's like, yeah. well, that's, it's the NBA. Yeah, and there are times when Al, you, you hear it. I mean, it's 50-something years with this guy. And there are those things where you just, I, I honestly, it was I, 20 minutes in the car, and I, I was flying down Lincoln. I mean, I was flying. I think I got one of them photo radars. And you're just going to see a dude in G, like I'm, I'm breaking G-forces. My face is peeled back. You're going to see some skeletal marks because I was moving as fast as a Jeep can go. And they're a little faster than they used to be. I'll tell you that. They get going. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was uh, we, we really do as, as uh, people of this city, you got to, you know, you sit and say, go, sons, and you're all embracing this. Embrace that guy because he's not, he's not going to be around much longer. And uh, K-Ray's awesome. And I can't wait to see my friend K-Ray someday get that same kind of uh, respect and everything else, whether it's here or somewhere else. But. I think Kevin does a great job, but this is remarkable what's going on there. And he's, you know, again, aged. It's different. Like Marv Albert calling the games there at the end for TBS. He wasn't as good as Marv used to be by any stretch, but it was still Marv's voice and something special about Al McCoy. So I just, there, we, need to, we need to really recognize when, instead of rolling Alice Cooper's goddamn bones out every five seconds as our Phoenix thing. Let's recognize some greatness that happened here as far as the world of broadcasting. It's not like he's changing the earth, but man, oh man, that was, it was an honor. And it did. It fired me up to say there's some juice to radio that's never going to change. Broadcasting, I'll say, not even radio. That's never going to change. It's that Carson factor. You hear Johnny's voice and something soothed. You know, like you just, it was soothing. Yep. Letterman didn't ever have that. Leno never had that. But Letterman was probably the second closest. But that soothing all these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. He's always going to be part of it. It hit me last night to say he's not always going to be part of it. We're going to lose him soon. Not necessarily to death, but he's got to step away soon. There's been people that saying that for about 10 years. Yeah. About Al? Yeah. Well, they forgot about him. They forgot yeah. about the whole team. But it is. It's, if, you were, if you grew up in the city, you know what I'm talking about. Because Al McCoy was the voice of the Suns. We took it for granted. Here we are. He's 87 years old. He's still doing it. We don't have much time left. When did he go back to radio? I don't remember. Well, the traveling thing changed a lot. I think they, uh, they started to play with a TV broadcast where he didn't want to he wouldn't do that. But I think okay. radio, part of the deal, as far as I know, and I don't know if Kevin's listening and he can tell me, but part of the radio thing is you get to broadcast the big games. 
Because okay, TV yeah. cuts off after the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. And then it's all national, except your radio is local still. So Al gets to call. Yeah. That's why Len Casper won. That's what he's, yeah. He yeah. couldn't do a World Series doing television broadcast because it's all, there's one group doing it. And so uh, something having to do with that, his age, not wanting to travel. It's a little easier to do this. I think there's some people who are pushing him out on TV. We've got to get a younger group. We're not seeing numbers. And there's probably a whole bunch of factors that went in. But there's there's something special about that. That voice was butter. And it made me know, I'm okay. I'm not going to miss this game. You know, because I was worried while Susan was just talking my goddamn ear off. And we saw that me and Toledo were sitting there and like, we were, we were like David Copperfield making the Statue of Liberty disappear. Did. We were gone. You guys did vanish. Now, I got an email. The power fade. I got an email while all this is going on. And a lot of people ask, like, where's Brady? And I'm like, ah, he had a lot going on today. I didn't know it. I just made up, you know, I, I buddied up. I, I, I wingman. He's got a lot going on today. He's, uh, uh, he's chopping down trees or something. He's got a big lumberjack. <laughs> and, uh, and then I got an email that says, I'm five feet behind Brady and his entire crew at Chino Bandito. And so you went over and had some Mexican Chinese food for, uh, and he was probably there the entire time we were at the, of course, at the Mavericks. I got at uh, Ticino at two o'clock, and you had that a day. Was a, no, I was because yeah. uh, we had our action it was ride after. Shop. You know that was like, yeah. like five o'clock. I was on the west side, yeah, trying to work my way back. Didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, it's long. It's a long road to get an oil change. But Chino Bandito on the way. But people are like, should I say something? Should I say something? And I've got these emails. I'm like, I can't talk to you till I see you tomorrow morning, but I'm reading them now. I'm like, you should have said something, did they? Did you get attacked at <laughs> no, the bandito? No, he, uh, he also sent me. Oh, he emailed you? Yeah. A picture of you eating? Probably. No, he no? didn't. Most no, he just said, that. hey, I saw you there. I go, next time, say hi. Yeah, it's be... Brady in the wild. That's yeah, the scary it part. Is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Chino Bandito jerk burrito. <laughs> Money. Money <laughs> flavor town. So, but it was, uh, you know. It was, it was nice. Susan wouldn't shut up. That's the worst part about having ladies in charge of things is they don't understand that I'm a man and I need to go watch that game and it can't just happen here. I have to run to this. She was very un, uh, you know, understanding of that. and She's a lovely lady. But next time uh, you have uh, – this is for all women in charge of anything, which is hard to even say. Uh, next time you have a thing that you have to plan for the station, not on game day. It's like – the wives that tell their husbands, we're doing this on Sunday, but the yep. Cardinals are playing the Seahawks Sunday. You are not going to put that ahead of my mother in lunch. But the, but the, oh. The old bag will be there next oh. week. What difference does it make? They'll, you'll know the score when you get home. Oh. You see those poor bastards that have to do stuff because the lady's in charge instead of going and watching the game. I've had a friend actually have to stop being a Steelers fan and move away. She made a move because the Steeler friends were here. Oh, yeah. She's like, we're moving. Like, what? We're moving away. Like, you like that more than you – because I've said it before. I'll say it again. Ladies, you think we love you with all our heart, but then you see what it looks like when we actually love something with all our heart, and it's usually involved in a sporting event. Like, that's where our true – like, as a man, that's how we emote. That's our Harlequin romance. That's our Bridgerton. You're seeing us gush love for the for teams the, it's we support. It's your Hallmark channel. It is. And then they're like, hey, he doesn't do that for me. He's never done that for me. What is this? It's like, you don't understand the loyalty I have. I would never leave this thing. You? Thin ice. <laughs> but that's what makes him mad. So then they try, so the, the mean ones try to plan stuff around the things you love to make it so you stop loving that and start, and that just makes us hate you. 
And you can always see it, the guy in the, like, you go to the bathroom, the guy goes to the bathroom like 10 times, and yeah, he's on his, his iPhone, phone. and they're watching the, <laughs> watching the NASCAR race quietly, or something. Yeah, yeah. Quietly <laughs> watching whatever he loves. I'm not allowed. I had to go to this mother-in-law thing. It's called a high tea. I don't even know what that is, but I'm drinking, and I'm, I don't know what's happening. What's the goddamn score? And he always finds another guy going, you? Yeah. And That's why they have all those commercials of uh, you can get it on your yep, phone. Yeah. Yep. Which is, the table good luck with and, that. But yeah. that's, that's a terrible Shopping. ad campaign. Good luck with that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Be a cuck to your wife and stuff, but uh, hide it. Oh, yeah. She'll love that when she takes you antiquing and you're watching the Saints under the table. It's not happening. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, Susan's a lovely lady, but this was terrible planning. And Lisa's also to blame because she's leaving. And she's still going to be here for two more weeks. We couldn't have this. Come on. We have a going away party the day of game. I almost said that word. Game, uh, what was it, four last night? Yep. I had to sit and watch that. Could have gone up 3 1. And I'm, I, look, it was nice, but Trip needed to step in on this thing. I don't know who scheduled this on game day, but uh, never again. Yo! No! Now, if it would have happened when the Dodgers were in the World Series, this would not would have not happened. Would not have occurred. Would not have occurred nope, at all. Because the guy yep. in charge has his heart and soul yep. buried in the Dodgers. Yep. I am not <laughs> saying goodbye to anybody while the Dodgers play in the WS. In fact, I'm going to go to it. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, ye. Enjoy your going away party, twinks. And that's the worst part. You're at one of those high tees and you got your phone watching your game. You're like, see another guy like, hey, dude. You know the score of this like and that. Like a Ted's wedding? And you, yeah, Ted's <laughs> wedding is a perfect... Ted's wedding was planned the same day as the AFC Championship game, Chiefs and Patriots. I don't even have a horse in the race, but that's man day. Man. And I'm sitting there watching Ted cry his eyes. I love this lady so much. And we have my phone playing the game, and you're just hearing, they're down and five, and this little tiny thing. And we're like, oh! Ted's <laughs> giving a toast. They're still together, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, they are. Good. Yeah. Okay. And, and but the worst part is, is that uh, in the middle of it, got my... Eight-inch phone right there, just staring at that. Ted's giving this beautiful speech, man crying all over. She's just been everything to me. Baby, turn my life around. And you just hear, that's holding. <laughs> Hold, I mean, hold her. Hold her, Ted. So, yeah, there, and every table had a little glowing phone yep. in the center. It was like the centerpieces might as well have been iPhones. But, uh, yeah, so we got that out of the way. And I just wanted to to uh, gush a little bit about our friend uh, Al McCoy, which is pretty great. Luckily, you didn't notice the other sports that were on the TVs while the you were sitting WNBA. there. WNBA. <laughs> they were on the big screens there, too. Did you see the I WNBA saw, uh, goof? I saw seven points in uh, six minutes. Okay. Did you see the goof? <laughs> this is how meaningless this league is. They accidentally put up on a Vegas line that the over-under of this game would be 250. It was an accident. It took such little action. Like, I, I, even gamblers didn't even see it. And these guys are degenerates that would have looked and said, over, under, and the WNBA game's 250. That's 125 apiece. This ain't happening. They, they swung it 50 points and brought it back. And like, we'll take those. But don't worry about it. Not enough people paid any attention to even our stars. You could have been a billionaire yesterday had you hit that. Like, I'm going to bet a million dollars that the WNBA game doesn't go to 250. And then they just swung it back to a normal number. A 50-point swing in the point spread for the All-Star game before they realized their mistake. And they're like, it's okay. It's, look, it's a W. We'll pay out. Nobody bet it. Nobody pays attention. Nobody even bets it now, when they tease you with deep, that. But do they post the, uh, on the stats? Do they put the shooting percentage up? I don't think they do. For the WNBA? Yeah. Got it. Is there a percentage, or is there some sort of other mathematical well, like equation? Well, like what team, you know, shot the percent? Because usually on the Suns, yeah, oh, yeah, it oh, yeah. and have quarterly. You know, you yeah. know. They do. 
They well, they probably don't put the percentage because it would be embarrassing, but they put shots, right. and, shots and shots made. They and do. And it's usually like so three for 17. So then you have to figure it out. Yeah. Um, but you're, you're, like I said, slow. it was – I'll it's see slow. if I can find the box score. It's no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> the WNBA box score. Brett checking out the box score. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, the WNBA gambling. Nobody even paid it. If I'd have seen that, if anybody would have seen that, the phones would have been ringing. Did you see the over-under in the WNBA is two fifty? got to get in on this. How much money do you have? I'm like, I'll, I'll mortgage the house. This is not happening. One of, one of my listeners actually went up to the uh, – that used to listen to me on overnights, went up to the game. So I saw the post on Facebook, and here's a – To Milwaukee? Uh, that, no. He to, went to the WNBA? W, no, it's a, it's a woman. Look how That's empty the it is there. star game. Look how empty <laughs> – COVID. <laughs> that. Or there's nobody there. Is the All Star Game live? That's I, happening. I mean, on that's, the court. Yeah, They're I mean, playing. I think it's like right before they're ready to go. I mean, there's I think it's still warm up. People in there. Yeah, if that. Well, because it was on. They're it. all getting beers. It was and stuff. four in the afternoon. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was another one with. Uh, they must have had a big, uh, like. Uh, like uh, Muff Merkin charity thing in the in the. I concourse. mean, still there's the game going, and it's nothing. There's nobody there's there, nobody and there. there's actual gameplay. Wow, that's a nice dunk in the warm up. What? Yeah, no. <laughs> I know the All Star game. They let him like run at it real hard and dunk it or try to. So anyway, uh, Al McCoy never had to call those games. I tell my buddy Kevin Ray all the time, I'm like, man, I'd have quit my job the day they said you also have to call W. He called WNBA games for a while. And then we got in an argument in Kevin? Los Angeles, yeah, because Kevin tried to tell me how good Diana Taurasi is. I'm like, at the end of that sentence, you have to always say, for a girl. Don't tell me this. Oh, no, she could ball. I'm, for a girl. Just add that in there at the end. You're impossible to argue with about this. I'm like, because you know I'm right. <laughs> Nobody likes that week. Hilarious stuff. Anyway, I just wanted to give my, my tribute to Al McCoy, a little bit of an elbow to uh, Susan for planning that on, on Man Day. And... Uh, and then moving forward from here, we're going to have to pay attention to those plans and be a little bit more mouthy. It's like if you quit the job or you quit and move on or you, you know, you're leaving your position, you got to do it when sporting events aren't happening. Or, no, I, don't, I love Lisa. She's leaving here. I love her. 30 years in the building. I think she's amazing. One of my favorite people on the planet. I'm not going anymore going away parties during game day. I don't love her that much. I don't love anybody that much. Anyway. That's where I stand. Uh, uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? Let's get this thing going today. Call us up, 585-9800. Tell us what the wake-up song is supposed to be. You can throw it on Facebook, too, and we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUBD. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.